1: For everything. For everything Indy. For everything Colts. It's the Blue Horseshoe now. now. Here's your host, George Bremer and Ryan Hickey. And welcome back into another edition of the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Ryan Hickey and George Bremer here with you. A very loaded midweek pod who's still kind of basking in the glory of Jeff Saturday. Having the highest win percent in Jennifer history as he takes on Josh McDaniels and his 1-0 Right now in his career, showing you, yeah, anyone can be a head coach if they just uh, put a little effort in, that is for sure. But still a lot to break down from that game. We'll obviously talk about the offensive outburst that we saw on Sunday. Is it sustainable? Can the Colts, I mean, let's just talk about it, 4-5-1. Can they make a playoff run, George? Is Jim Mercer vindicated after being raked across the Colts nationally all week? Is he vindicated for now having Jeff Satter go out and win a game? There's so much to kind of break down here. We'll get into Shaq Leonard's uh the reports that he's out for the year as well. But George, I think I got to start with this. This is the first time in at least over a month, maybe even longer, where we have like a, a truly non depressing Blue Horseshoe pod. It kind of feels pretty good to just be, you know, ha- have some good feelings entering this podcast. It's not
0: an emergency podcast. We're not talking about somebody getting fired. We're not talking about <laughs> a, a crazy benching that makes no sense. Uh, we're, we're just talking about a win. And and whether or not they can keep going, it's almost like we're covering a normal football team this week. It, we'll see how long it lasts.
1: The offense looks good. There's no drama off the field for the first time in a month. We're actually I, we're talking football, George. We are talking football, which even you know for this podcast you think would be a, a normality. But this last month, as we mentioned, it's been way more off the field drama than on the field for sure. But this week so far, the, the Jeff has done a good job kind of steadying the ship, and now at least we can talk more football. Speaking of which. Ian Rapport uh, was reporting on Tuesday that Shaq Leonard had successful season ending back surgeries, put on IR last week. He had another back surgery on Tuesday, and now he is shut down for the season. And the goal and the thought is that this final surgery will be the one that actually clicks, will be the one that gets him you know, healthy enough for next year. But for 2022, at least, Shaq Leonard is out for the year, played just a few games anyway. So it's not like you know, it, this, the Colts aren't prepared for his, his loss. But either way, It's a a tough conclusion for a very disappointing season for Shaq Leonard.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's a lost season for a guy you know, who's a three-time All-Pro and and really the heart and soul of this defense. And really, we talked about it on the postgame pod. It's been incredible how well this defense has played without him. Uh, Now they're going to have to finish the year without him, uh, which is not going to be an easy task. It hasn't been all year long, but at least they know it now. Everybody's kind of locked into the role that they're in. I guess that's the upshot. You know, as far as the linebackers go, there's no more – well, when Shaq comes back, this will happen and that'll happen. That's out the window. Um, you know, the scary thing is it, it's been a nerve issue, uh, so you just don't know. You know, the, the hope is obviously that this uh, surgery is finally going to get this taken care of. He's going to have plenty of time to rest and and, and you know rehab now, uh, which is a good thing. Hopefully, he'll be able to get around the team again before the year is over. I know that's one thing that the Jeff Saturday talked about on Monday when when he addressed the media. Uh, news wasn't yet known. They knew he was going to a doctor and they, they didn't know what, you know, he was going to hear, but he was saying then that even just having Shaq on the sideline is a really big thing for this team because of his leadership, because of his juice. Um, you know, we'll see how that goes. Obviously his health comes first. He's got to take care of, you know, what he's got to take care of. Uh, and then we'll see, but hopefully for his sake, at least he's able to get back on the sideline before the end of the year.
1: And this is clearly the right move. It's like, you know, like you mentioned, when he's put on IR, there was not a lot of clarity of if he could come back. There was a thought of, you know, we'll kind of wait and see. maybe the final month of the year, there could be a return. But look, this season of four, five, and one, even if the Colts somehow turn it around and, you know, I don't know, five and two down the stretch, like it's still not worth it. in what has been a lost year to kind of try to rush him back. and still see if he can get on the field. But like you mentioned, it's been something that he's been dealing with all season long. He had you know, multiple surgeries try to clear it up. He's, this is now his second stint on IR. So whatever has been done in the past, clear is not working. And hopefully this is kind of the actual surgery that gets the job done. And like you mentioned, he is now nine months to recover, basically, and then still get in good enough shape for training camp, We hopefully in 2023 we'll be back to 100% for recording him for the first time since one his rookie year, basically. Yeah. So that yeah. that's going to be huge and, and scary for this Colts defense that – despite his absence for basically the entirety of this season—or let's say ninety-five percent of the season—is still a top-five defense in most defensive metrics. It's unbelievable how this defense has has really kind of even taken a step up from last year to this year, despite the fact that best player has barely played.
0: Yeah, I don't think we've really talked enough about Gus Bradley. We we did early in the year when they were struggling and it looked like maybe it might not be the right hire. Uh, right. But you know, he's done an excellent job getting this unit together being consistent week in and week out. They've had their moments, you know. I mean, I'm sure they'd like to have the end of the Washington game back, uh, for instance, but they've had they've pretty much given this team a chance to win every every game since week three. Uh and I think that's a huge testament to, you know, the job that he's done and and also these players. I mean, Zaire Franklin has really played well. It's not just a guy racking up numbers. You know, he's out there making plays. I think he's shown that he deserves to be a starter in this league going to be interesting to see where he fits in next year when when all this shakes out you know bobby okara is a free agent we'll see how that turns out uh ej speed continues to make plays when he's in there uh, they have a really deep linebacker group they've been able to to kind of recover from this i think the one area that that's been obvious that he's missing is is takeaways um it's probably the one thing this defense is not doing at, at the level that it would like to be right now um and and but, I mean, if, if you're looking at it just from a defensive perspective, you got to be really excited about next year. This defense has played solid all year long, been a top-10 defense pretty much the entire year, uh, and now you're going to add a guy, a three-time Pro Bowler, healthy next year to the mix. There's
1: nothing you know about that, that that isn't exciting. And one of the most encouraging things, too, for next year, especially, George, is the fact that it's not just – two, three, four guys that have been carrying the defense, they've had injuries. And they've still been able to kind of push through. They've been able to have the next man up. And like you you mentioned a few, you know, with, with EJ Speed, with Zaire Franklin stepping in, especially for for the most part, with Shaq Leonard's absence, they've made play after play. You have Isaiah Rogers stepping up, makes the big plays on Sunday. Brandon Faison, who I know has been, you know, a target uh for the Colts media and fans and, you know, And a lot of questions why he's playing, but even still, he made uh, one or two plays on Sunday. So you have guys, whether it's defensive line and a deep rotation, the linebacker secondary, like you have, you know, two, three deep comfortably in almost every position. Like I said, outside of, you know, we'll see personnel and how this defense looks uh, next season, but you got to feel really good that, this defense, even when there's injuries sustained, even when guys are not playing well, other guys are stepping up on a consistent basis and making plays. That's a huge credit to Gus Bradley. We'll see what's going to happen with the head coach and obviously the coaching staff shakeup. But you got to think, George, at least got to hope that if there are a few guys retained from this current staff, you hope Gus Bradley next year is one of them because he's done an absolutely tremendous job this season.
0: He's definitely earned it. I mean, he's a guy that that I think any head coach coming in, uh, unless it's a defensive guy and wants to run his own scheme, you think any offensive head coach coming in would would want to retain him? Would look at what's happened this year on that side of the ball and feel really comfortable uh, with that guy, you know, in your corner? I think the one thing moving forward, aside from not having Shaq, which I think is going to be again good and bad. Uh, it's bad because you're losing a three-time All-Pro player, but I think it's good that these guys now know this is this is how it is. This is how the rest of the season is going to go. Uh, the other thing that I think to watch though now is that defensive end position with Quitty Pay. The ankle injury. Um, he's been huge this year uh for this team. And with Tyquan Lewis already out, you've had Dio Dangbo kind of moving into his role. They they may have to get things done by committee over there. That's gonna be the next challenge for Gus Bradley in this defense moving
1: forward. And you're I'm glad you you hit, hit at that too, because dio has been another guy that stepped up. You know, again, when injuries uh have been hit on the defensive line, he stepped up, made some nice plays on Sunday as well. This is this is again Even with the injuries that are frustrating, like Quidipe is a guy that's really kind of developed and blossomed nicely when he's on the field. And now the second time he's kind of been hurt and going to miss some time. But it's encouraging to see, like you said, whoever it is, it's the next man up mentality. And they have stepped up for the most part. And they're going to really need, especially Dio big time here against Sunday against Eagles because kind of see how this Eagles team goes. You know the Eagles are going to try to run the ball, run the ball a ton. Jalen Hurts is a very, very tough guy to, to tackle, so you're going to need to route the football. You're going to need consistent pressure, but not only consistent pressure, you know, discipline in your rush lane to make sure that you know you're not leaving a door open where Jalen Hurts is going to be able to escape. And this is going to be a big time, big time test um, for this Colts defense, one of the biggest they faced all season for sure, with how explosive and how uh, fast this Eagles offense is, but. Hey, look, at least you know, almost kind of like there is no help coming. I know Shacklin was on IR anyway. So, going back to his move, it's not like, you know, there was any thought he was going to play on Sunday anyway. But now you're so, hey, it's just kind of us against the world. This team has done a great job of rallying together last week in the face of adversity. And now, again, when you're going against a really good defense, one of the best teams in the NFL coming in off a loss where you think they'll be even extra motivated, extra upset, extra pissed. Nick Sirianni coming back here to Indy for the first time since leaving, take the Eagles head coaching job it's going to be one of those situations where you're really going to need kind of all hands on deck pick time here to take down uh, the best team, arguably in the NFL.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. This is the biggest challenges they faced all year. Uh, this offense is going to be the best offense they faced all year. Their old friend, AJ Brown, will be back to haunt them.
1: Yeah, uh, I think oh. It's going
0: to be, it's going to be a really big test, you know? And, but I do think this defense has stepped up time and time again. So we'll see how they can handle that on Sunday. Um, but really, I mean, they faced Kansas City. They did a pretty good job with that one. I think the game plan is probably going to be similar. Uh, you know, it's different because Mahomes is is a different kind of quarterback than than Hurts is, uh, but I would think you're going to need to play complimentary football, which you need to do every week, but you're really going to need the offense to help you out uh, the way Washington's
1: did on Monday night and that game on Sunday. Speaking of the offense, George, let's go to that side of the ball here because we saw a rejuvenation on offense, whether it's coincidence or not. Uh, Jeff Saturday and Parks Frazier's first game as head coach and play caller and Matt Ryan and his big return at being benched for two games. You had the Colts score 25 points on Sunday against the Raiders, second highest total of the season. They were told their third highest uh, or most yards in a game at 315, and they recorded their most rush yards of the season at 207. The big question is going to be, is it sustainable? Because you mentioned, especially for Sunday, the Colts are going to win this game against Eagles. You're going to not only need your defense step up, you need your offense step up and score. I would say at least 24 points, bare minimum, to try to, you know, get this victory here. Is what we saw on Sunday, do you think, is it sustainable? Is it replicable going against this tough Eagles test here on Sunday?
0: It's so hard to say right now because, you know, we talked about it in the post game. the Raiders are, are not a good football team. And so yeah. you've got to try to, watch. you know, put, put what you saw into some kind of context, and, and that's not always easy. Uh, but I do think it's good for the Colts that they got that running game going. That, to me, was the most legitimate thing about, about that game on Sunday. Uh, it was the best game the offensive line has played all year. It was by far the best the running games looked. And it was less gimmicky than the last time. You know, The 34-point game against Jacksonville is, is the only one bigger in terms of points. This was less gimmicky. I think it's more sustainable than that game was uh, they they got back to their I mean, to to their identity on Sunday, which I think was the biggest thing for them. You know that's that's who this offense was expected to be coming into the year: run the ball, uh, control the line of scrimmage, and then your quarterback doesn't have to be Superman. He just makes the plays when they're there. It worked really well on Sunday against the Raiders. We'll see you know how well it works this coming week against a much better defense and a much better football team all around. If it is sustainable, that's the biggest thing moving forward for the Colts. I mean, if they, if this running game is actually back, and it's something that they can do week in and week out, then I think you give them a chance in in pretty much every game they have left on the schedule.
1: You're hundred, and that's actually a great point because I didn't think about this till you just mentioned it. Sunday's game, you're right. Is exactly how the offense was supposed to look, and we thought it was going to look before the season started, where you have a nice run game. You have Jonathan Taylor getting a good, you know, uh, you know, uh, kind of stay, keeping this offense ahead of the chains. You have the offense line having a good push. And then it's Matt Ryan just quick passes, slants over the middle, keeping them in third and manageable. Well. if it's third and five, hey, can you hit this slant or hit this curl to keep the chains moving? That was exactly how we thought this Colts offense was going to look. And you're right. The only game where they were better statistically points-wise against the Jaguars It was just kind of hurry up offense, 50 passes. We're not going to run the ball whatsoever and just see what happens. And it worked, but you're right. Like this felt like truly what the Colts built this offense for, what their identity we felt was going to be coming to the season. That's what we saw on Sunday. With that said, I am still not kind of buying in or I'm getting too excited just yet. Just because like you mentioned, that might Sunday, I think the more I think about it, Sunday might be just one of those cases where the Raiders are, are one of the few teams worse than the Colts. I know record wise, they were coming into the game. But with all the dismay surrounding this, Col- this Colts team, with all of just the poor play offensively that we saw, to see this Raiders, especially their defense, they are terrible. They are awful. So I'm not going to get too excited just yet, just because I think that this was one of the matchups that actually favored the Colts really well, despite everything that's kind of gone wrong for them and was kind of going against them go, uh, heading into this game. So I do, like, I'm not going to get too excited yet. But what I will say is, again, you finally kind of saw what this offense should look like. And if you could keep it going, this offense, again, should be start to become more consistent. You should get Jonathan Taylor looking like 2021 Jonathan Taylor. And again, we kind of talked about it a little bit on the post game pod. If nothing else, I don't care if they don't win another game. If nothing else, if Jeff Saturday's lasting mark on this team is that the offensive line in 2023 is going to be better, he's going to figure it out. And maybe it's as much as him just coming in, new voice, just kind of flipping the switch on compared to what we saw the first eight games of the season mission accomplished. absolute mission accomplished. But you saw on Sunday that fights of success started with the five guys blocking.
0: Yeah. There's no coincidence about that. We've been talking about that all year. If they could get that offensive line together, there's a lot of other things to like about this team. Uh, but the offensive line was just holding so much back on Sunday. They didn't, they played a really good game. They protected Matt Ryan. They opened some holes. Uh, they ran the ball extremely well. Uh, the big question is, you know, what was that a result of? Was that, just a boost this week in energy and, and, you know, excitement because their back was against the wall and they always seem to respond well uh, in those situations? Was it just the Raiders being an awful football team? Was it this combination with Bernard Raymond at left tackle and Will Fries at at right guard? You know, is that the the, the key? I think that's what we're going to find out moving forward. And I think, you know, their chances of sustaining any of this, their chances of getting into the playoff picture and, and making anything of this season really right on, on that question. Was this running game in particular in this pass protection, a fleeting one week thing against a bad football team, or is it like it was back in, in 2018, the start of something. I mean, that was a bad Buffalo team too, uh, but it, they got some confidence. They put it together. They were able to finish the season really strong. Not saying it will happen again this year. That, that to me is the big question. We have no idea. Uh, it's hard to win in the NFL, and I'm not going to take anything away from them for winning that game on Sunday, but you still have to be realistic. Like you said, that's a 2-7 and seven team, and it's one with a coach who doesn't really seem to have any answers right now. So <laughs> that is you know, sure.
1: it, it,
0: To me, don't, that's not going to be the case on Sunday, right? I mean, the Eagles lost. They turned the ball over. They were their own worst enemy. A lot of the same things we've been talking about, they fell victim to uh, against Washington on Monday night. That's a good football team maybe the best team in the NFL, uh, next week there won't be any of these asterisks that we're using right now.
1: You're 100% right. Whether this team is actually turning around and maybe kind of making a run or they just, for the most part, are this this Colts team we saw for the first, let's say, nine weeks of the year and then week 10 was just a you know um, an anomaly, we'll certainly find out on Sunday for sure when the Eagles do come to town. So when we do return, speaking of the playoffs, the Colts right now are in 10th in the AFC. Are they can, can they make a run to the playoffs? There's an interesting stat that George has that is very relevant for the Colts. And if you are a fan holding out hope that they could make a run to the postseason, I think this stat that George will give you on the other side will definitely make you a little excited, make you believe maybe a little bit more. So we'll do that when the Blue Horseshoe Pod does return.